Why, hello, Bonnie. Did you know that we have a shop for our book and product recommendations? Right on our website at deconversiontherapypodcast.com, and then you click on the book slash product recommendations. You mean like our merch? Our irreverent merch? No, no. We have another store just for recommended books like Pure by Linda Klein about purity culture. Or my favorite, Sex Comedy God by Pete Holmes. And my favorite, Misquoting Jesus by Bart Arum that played an instrumental part in shaking up my beliefs that I was indoctrinated in. Plus, we have some cornball and some favorite products from Jesus bobbleheads for your car to some totally unrelated to the podcast things that we love also that give a peek into who we are in our personal lives. Little Easter eggs in there. On our website, we even included a non-Amazon bookstore link for people who want to support independent bookstores with the proceeds. So you can click on deconversiontherapypodcast.com, then go to book slash product recommendations, or click on the link in the details of this episode. again welcome to deconversion therapy the podcast this is bonnie down here in hot ass florida and karen's up there in hot ass <laughs> tennessee a hot ass tennessee yeah. i'll tell yeah. you um we'll, we'll just give you up front here you can find us on all the platforms of the sock med social media um if you just look at the thing that you're watching or listening to the podcast on there's a list under there of all the places where you can find us the tiktoks you know the instagrams we have an awesome facebook group where everybody's really supportive that's by uh a membership only and Karen grants you that as like the gargoyle <laughs> at the gate. Um, she'll ask you a riddle. That's not a lie. Um, and then she'll let you in, but they've been really great and supportive to everybody. And then we have a mailing address. So thanks for mailing us stuff. And I have been sending thank you notes and mailing things back. It's been so nice. We really do appreciate everyone who listens and reaches out to us some people are going through difficult times or they just want to share a funny meme or whatever. I can't tell you how much it means to us, and we really do appreciate it. And if you like our podcast, please consider reviewing and rating because that really helps too. Yeah, um, and I what she said, thank you very much. It's really heartening when you know, Karen shares with me some of the little comments that people send and people just like laughing at this dumb shit that we've all kind of been through. It's hilarious to me when I meet a grown up who hasn't grown up in this as a kid. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> so I posted about the witnessing bracelets. I don't yeah. know if you remember with the different color beads yeah. where black stands for that we're all in sin. Red is Jesus's blood. So many people were like, well, I'm triggered now. And I felt bad because at least that was one thing they forgot. And I right. should have left it there for them. But they really jazzed those bracelets up. You can get them in gold and little crystals. Well, of course you can. ugly as shit. 
<laughs> so I was being checked out by a cashier the other day at Target. And I could tell he was probably 65, 70. He had one of those rubber years old bracelets. No, his height. Oh yes, years old. Oh, my God. Oh, I, good for him for checking someone out. Good for no, him. No, not checking out. He's a cashier. Oh. He's checking me out oh, okay. with my stuff. Wondering why you're randomly whistling. I'm like, because whistling. he's still got a sex drive at like oh 70. God. Good no, for him. No, not this man. Oh, okay. Not that you know. So he has <laughs> on a bracelet. Uh-huh. And down here in the South, everyone is Christian. And I can see by the way he brushes his hair. He's a Baptist. <laughs> and he has on a rubber bracelet that just says, why not? Uh-huh. With a question mark. And I'm horrified to ask because you I want to know but I don't want to know right and I so I guess those are the new you know people going to ask this and this bracelet (laughs) saved her life yeah well when I worked in television at a PR capacity we had a little sign behind us one year and that was our thing why we ask why not I'm like okay so that's gonna rear its ugly head every like 15 years or so there's a cycle that comes around oh well that brings us into teal swan that we don't have to get right into it right yet but go listen to episode one she's a spiritual guru etc but her little catchphrase at the beginning was what would someone who loved themselves do okay that's a great catchphrase it's it's great it's very common it's very basic but depending what you're going through it works Yeah. We need a catchphrase. Well, let's take that one. I don't care. (laughs) I I want ours to be different. I want ours to be. Everybody just acts like words or something they can claim, but like they just put them all together in different forms. Like we could have that sentence. (laughs) Do you think what you're saying is worth hearing? That's my mantra. Oh, my gosh. Okay. My answer. Okay. No. <laughs> about myself. Well, I can never say that as a yes for me. <laughs> <laughs> but when we're talking about, so we're trying to figure out if Teal Swan has a cult. The answer is yes. She says no. But I was thinking about she has a huge reach. We have a reach. It is not like Teal Swan's. But can you imagine if we were prescriptive and things that we talked about, like say we just did our usual stuff, Mm -hmm. but we said something every week that was very, you know, prescriptive on what maybe people should do, whether, I don't know what it is. I know what Um, you mean. Like we would say something like, okay, now don't forget, question these two things and prove to yourself that there is no God or like something where we have to like rope somebody into our way of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And that we have a cause and a, and a purpose other than just, I mean, we do. Well, it's just fun, but we do exactly. But yeah, if we just said something 
that most people even wouldn't agree to that listen to us. Mm -hmm. Like, y'all really need to look at this verse in the Bible because (laughs) it really means this, which I'm seeing a lot of these days. If we said that every time, like there is going to be at least one person that goes with it. Or Do you think somebody if, has started watching Rafa Nadal tennis because of me saying it? I think they've all stopped. <laughs> no. They've all they've all turned the channel. I do, but it's true. Like there, it's amazing. Depending if people are like relaxing at night or whenever they're listening to us or they're watching Teal Swan. YouTubes, if they're like relaxed at night or they're really hurting, you know, if someone says something and they keep repeating it, even in different ways, yeah, there's going to be a couple of people who really uh, send us money, want to <laughs> send us money, do things that are send us money. People or whatever it people is. People want that. People want that purpose oh, and that guess. connection and. Oh my gosh, that's, they do. They do. I just that whole prescriptive thing. I feel can be very obviously can be very dangerous, and it sets you up as an authority. Yeah. So again, if we were like, you know, what you guys really need to do, even like the journaling that you and I like. Yes, it helps everyone. Yes, everyone should do it, but. If we said it every time and that it's the only way to do something or the only way to break through, like after a while, mm-hmm. they're going to look to us as journal leaders, <laughs> as, you know, like we have arrived on something that we haven't. And Teal Swan has placed herself there. She knows what she's doing. Oh, she sure. Because she doesn't want to clean. I I've, I've figured out from our last talk, this is just a big ruse to get other people to clean her house. <laughs> oh, and I, uh, I could go down some personal stories I know about people who just oh, let's talk about do our, things. Let's talk about our personal story right now that you never remember that I love. I don't. In our Baptist university, we lived with each other in the dorms and they would do Mm -hmm. room checks every like Thursday at 11 and the RA would come around, look at the room, make sure everything was clean and then leave. Mm -hmm. And so Karen and I would inevitably have rushed to clean and stuck all (laughs) the trash in the shower (laughs) behind the shower curtain. (laughs) And she never looked there. I had undiagnosed ADHD. Yeah, I was a disaster. We were traumatized. One of my roommates, after living with me for a few weeks, she goes, Yeah, it's so weird. You look so together on the outside. (laughs) I'm like, and? So Teal Swan, we're in Costa Rica. I was talking a bit about shadow work, which is basically this idea where you keep peeling back the different symptoms of your trauma, your anger, your sadness, whatever you're going through that's resonating. You can't keep a job, you know, why, why, why till you get to the bottom of it. But you do it every day. So I came across a podcast called The Cult Vault, which was really good, except they had accents. They were foreigners, Bonnie. (laughs) 
Um, I think they were Australian, and there was someone being interviewed named Andy, <laughs> who used to be oh. in her cult. And, you know, he was really into everything Teal said, and he's sort of a seeker, which I find is very common, where people are already looking for something, yeah. and they've already tried this and tried that. So he landed on Teal, and he actually met his wife through Teal's website because it was a real meat market in there. Was um, he in the show The Deep End? He was not. We talked about that in episode one. I don't think we've introduced that we're talking about that in, you know, in conjunction with all this stuff about her. Uh, it's called The Deep End. It's a four-part series. It's on Hulu, or you can buy the episodes on Amazon and probably other places, but that's where I happen to buy them. So was Andy one of the guys on that show? No. He just showed up. I started listening to everything I could, hmm. and... A lot of what I'm going to talk about are people who weren't on the show. That's just as interesting. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to shadow work, what was happening is he finally left this cult, he and his wife, but he kept doing the shadow work. Mm -hmm. And he had a lot of like nervous tics and eczema and different things in general and luckily, his wife was really understanding. And after a while, she said, why don't you just take a break from your shadow work just for a little bit? Mm -hmm. you're, you're highly stressed out. And that was the key. Once mm -hmm. he stopped doing it, mm -hmm. he got better in so many ways. And I think psychologists are now seeing that where you do not have to delve into your trauma to fix your life. Sometimes you do, but a lot of times you don't. Agree, because you can it's, actually, it's the thoughts yeah. in your head. If you, if you pick up on what happened in, you know, June of 1990 and you relive it again and again, it's like you're bringing it back into your brain again, back into your heart. And, and you're just, why would you... Why would you, you know, noodle around with that like a little cat toy in your brain? And just know. the person that you were back yeah. then, too. Like, I get queasy when I think about different things in my past where I was so insecure or embarrassed or dumb or whatever. Like, I don't want to live in that for however long to do my shadow boxing. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Right. Yeah, I think it's different from something that is in your brain rather than going and seeking out the times that you were embarrassed mm -hmm. or hurt or ashamed. Right. And that's Teal's whole thing, which we're going to talk to you about, where she wants people who follow her to open their trauma boxes. Mm -hmm. Now, she's going to put some stuff in there herself, mm -hmm. but... A lot of people come with their own stuff. She wants you to keep opening them and just leave them open. And you're going to begin to feel different feelings and more insecure. And you're going to cling to her. You know, you're going to cling to her teachings. You're going to just listen to her all the time. And every time you listen to one of her videos where she talks about how to get through the day or whatever it is, she's going to get money from YouTube. Like, 
it's all, it's all a shame. Well, I'm seeing another theme here of if you assign something to somebody, like do this set of work and they don't do it, then they're going to have this feeling of, oh, I failed today. I better get back on the track tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And you keep going. And it's like, I don't know, like the diet culture that they talk about. Yeah. And um, yeah, so yeah, give somebody an assignment, prescribe them something to do. Exactly. And I keep thinking about our devotionals and having oh. alone time and, um, oh, or no, quiet time. Sorry, quiet time. Feeling guilty. Um, Is it long enough? Yeah. It, my mind wandered. <laughs> um, so you said they're in Costa Rica now? In my mind. Where were they in this? Oh, yes. In your mind? No, I mean, where we are oh. in telling the story. Yes, they're in Costa Rica. Okay, where were they in this TV show? Costa Rica, I'm pretty sure. That was in Costa Rica? Yeah, pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, there. let me say, though, a lot of them are white. <laughs> They're and not so... Costa Rican when they cross <laughs> know, the border. I know, They just, but yes. Like, <laughs> but they're all very bland and very white, so um, that was not... That was not my first impression. (laughs) Exactly. So they, that was her thing. She always, and she even said, you know, I just need to marry rich. And she, she has a few times. I need people to give money. I just need this and that. And she says it as, because then I can give back to everyone by doing this and that. And one of the things was building this place in Costa Rica where people will pay thousands of dollars to come down for a week or whatever and do all her hoojilly-doojilly stuff. But she has her, quote, staff, which she calls her inner circle. And they're in the Mm -hmm. Hulu thing. What did you think of some of them? Well... She has this guy who is, is, it's openly acknowledged that he is like her number two guy, the one she's closest to. Mm-hmm. And they used to be romantic and then they stopped being romantic. And in this TV show, or at least the first two and a half episodes I've seen, he is uh, getting together with another girl. And there's an interesting little triangle kind of thing there that happens because they're dating. But in order to keep dating this guy who is her number two and lives in the inner circle on whatever compound they're on, the girl he's dating has to move to the compound and join the movement. And then Teal's whole, (laughs) whole perception of that is, well, sometimes people don't get as into the movement as they need to. And then there's friction. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so I think he struck me as a lot older than this girl slash woman that he married. Oh. Did that ring true to you? No, I mean, I didn't notice no? it. It could be true. And I'm just wondering what their age difference was. Yeah, I don't know. I know mm-hmm. that he was the one Teal, when she was 18 or 19, ran away from home, and she ran Mm -hmm. to Blake's house in another state. His name's Blake. And he was like, became a boyfriend. She had only met him once before. So they dated, Mm -hmm. then they broke up, and she married a bunch. She had different people. But even when she was like married or with other people, 
they would sit very cuddly and always be touching. So there's definitely sexual components that are fall within the cult (laughs) paradigm we have seen before. Well, at one point they're they're rolling tape uh, and having a conversation with Blake and Teal, and he's just caressing her ankle and her foot. I know. Too tickly. to start with. Yeah. But, uh, okay, and then can we back up for a minute and say, what nut job lets a film crew in to film them? This that's is, where, you're getting that's to where, my favorite. Okay, but that's where I started going, this has got to be fake. They're faking this for a TV show. And then I looked her up on Wikipedia, and it's all the stuff you said. She's real. <laughs> She's, She's written real. books. <laughs> She's written books and uh, and done the YouTube things and talks, and I, I I still just don't understand why these people would let a camera crew in. That's such weird vanity to me. So after, and that's what I'm talking about, the narcissistic personality we talked in part one. Right. After the Hulu thing was released and people were like, who is this cultish nut, you know, very dangerous um, person. And uh, remind me to tell you why they think she's dangerous, which I alluded to. Who is she? What can we do about her? She got on her Facebook, and there's a video of her, and she's like, well, as you can see, we were duped. We trusted the film company. They said they were going to do this and that. They have edited it like you would not believe. It would blow your mind to see how they've edited this and blah, 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 blah. Some of you, not me, has started a petition for them to release the raw footage so you all can see. This is where I want to say I thought you were clairvoyant. How? Yeah. Yeah. You can see things. You can see people's motivations. (laughs) You can see the future. How yeah. would you not know? Like, they were with them for like a year or two or three years. Oh, God. So boring. Can you imagine? Like, the tedium. Oh, my God. The people on the film crew must go home at night and, like, want to stick a pipe cleaner in their ear and, like, clean everything out that they yeah. just witnessed. So not only the film crew comes, the the whole reason for all of it is... As we alluded to in part one, is that Teal has said quite a few times that sort of death is no big deal. And there were a few, at least two young people that ended their lives and their family thinks because they followed Teal and her teachings, it sort of pushed them to go ahead and do it mm-hmm. because she would say, It can be used as a reset button because they're reincarnated. But there was also a woman in her 50s named Leslie that was doing one-on-one work with Teal, and Teal challenged her. She was like, get in your car and leave, and you think about this. Are you going to fully live? And if you're not going to fully live, that means you're going to die. And, you know, she's very blunt about almost telling people to off themselves. Which yeah, is, there's no 
there's no h- human feeling in the words that she says. None. It's 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 go it goes the other way. Like you said, just so aggressive. Yeah. It's very strange the way she talks and everything, but when she was confronted cuz I saw something else where people were like, you know, this woman who followed you ended up committing suicide. Don't you take any responsibility? What do you think Teal did? She laughed. Of course not. She said oh, no yeah. after she laughed. She's like, she came to me. She was already suicidal. You know, I if I can't help her, no one can. But, you know, the good news is I saw her reincarnated two days later. So she says that in front of a crowd, and the crowd's like, oh, yay. Oh, I'm like, yeah. here we go. Oh, here we go. Okay, yeah, she's reincarnated, but she can't come back and live with her family and interact with them and give them any peace. And just, but hey, where is she? That you saw her. Um, it, so everything, she just flips everything. Okay, so Costa Rica, inner circle, she's got Blake. Now, okay. supposedly this Blake guy, he was engaged before because I looked that up. But he oh. got engaged to someone who already followed Teal, but now... Mm-hmm. Anyone who gets together with the inner circle needs to become part of the inner circle. And Teal yeah. has her rules about that. So in the Hulu thing, they had the PI. So they decided, I don't know why. Well, I do. But they decided, hey, let's um, get a private eye, this woman, to look into us so that... Yeah. She is a third party can tell other people we're not a cult. Right. Now, to me, this is exactly out of a 30 Rock plot line <laughs> where Jack Donaghy <laughs> hires a PI to investigate him when GE is vetting him <laughs> to take over as the CEO. <laughs> and like, But they uncover a lot where shit would teal. And it's like, you know, like, I don't understand. That's why I think it is a personality issue. Of a narcissism. Yes. Yeah. The, she goes ahead with these things because she has to know. She, but she couldn't. Yeah, you're right, because that is part of that dis, that disorder. They just don't think that there's any way that they could be at fault. Or, or that wrong. anyone can doubt whatever, whatever nonsense comes out of her mouth. Right. And when you hear the PI and the interviews that she's done with people who have left, Mm -hmm. there's no way that they could manipulate that raw footage into (laughs) something that wasn't already there. Right. So now you have me thinking of The Office, my show, Mm. where who does it? Um, I guess Jim maybe makes a tape for Gabe where it's, just a bunch, it's an audio book cut into different words where it's like, Gabe, you are terrible, right, you know, right, like that right. kind of thing. Yeah, there's no way. And Teal has to know. I, I don't know. Maybe she just is living in defiance or really believes all her shit. But the things that go on at her little compound thing, 
I do not like it when I'm watching cult stuff and people start mm-hmm. screaming or shaking or being held no. in water. I don't like. No. It creeps me the fuck out. Yeah. So there's a lot of these. There's like waterboarding. We're going to put you under the water over and over again until you release your anger. Uh, and then there's one part where they're interviewing her first like assistant person and the assistant decides to climb in a bathtub. They're and really she's like, into the I bathtub. Don't, yeah. She's like, I don't feel like there are any walls in a bathtub. I'm like, well, there are three of them. <laughs> so <laughs> got to climb in one of them. But the sad them. part is like, it's this not so pleasant bathtub. I'm like, oh man, you really need to fix your caulking. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, but she sits in the bathtub and like, just, you know, when you sit in the bathtub and it meshes with your, your, cause she sat in there with her clothes on. She's not naked in the bathtub, but they show her sitting in there and then the, like the water turns like foggy. I'm like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) All right. Well, that's the other thing. I was like, man, this compound if it was nicer, I'd be like, hmm, <laughs> right. a little waterboarding would be fun. <laughs> it is, it's not, it's basic, which as a missionary, it reminded me so much of like places I lived and, did, but now, forget it. Fine, well, was be, it a tiger warning? <laughs> definitely <laughs> tiger warned. Oh my gosh. Oh, P.S. Let me just throw this back in there. When I doubted that she was real, Mm-hmm. The steel swan. Um, I, when I Wikipedia'd her, there's a big red line at the top of her Wikipedia page saying, this article may have been written or edited in exchange for an undisclosed payment. I'm like, well, of course. Okay, so also, did you happen to notice there was the guy whose like name used to be Matthew or something? And he's like, Teal and I chose a new name for me. It was Sion, which yes. is another word for blue. And Teal is another word for, for blue. blue. <laughs> so she did some name changing, which I think is Cult 101. I don't like your name. I'm giving you a new one. Now you can't identify with the family you grew up with. And they do all sorts of exercises where when the team is there filming, there's just like yelling in the background or crying. They do this other thing that pisses me off where it's channeling. Let's do it now, Bonnie. I'll be the channeler where she's trained people and if you have problems with your mother, I am, I'm not going to act like your mother. I'm going to be your mother. Like they really believe. It's just like Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. Oh, yeah. Patrick Swayze go. inhabited her body and then they touched Demi Moore. Oh, and that was the first lesbian scene <laughs> in theaters. <laughs> yeah, they really believe that they become that person. And really, it's just like traumatic, like, Mom, why didn't you love me? I hated you all your life. The birth was terrible. Like, there's all this aggressive yelling. And it, it like, re-traumatizes that person. And the guy who came to the inner circle to do the work or whatever with the big eyes... Oh, as um, part, like he was a follower who came to do, to get healed 
or deal with his yeah, trauma. He yeah, he participated in that channeling thing. Mm-hmm. And man, I feel for him because he's on tape or video, whatever, crying and like really having a moment. And then at one point, he's talking to Teal about why he came there. And he says, I don't know, maybe I just came here because I was sexually attracted to you and wanted to get closer to you. And then they cut to her talking about him on the phone going, you better get him straight. He came here and this is somebody who has nothing going on and I'm like, oh, you know you're being filmed, and at some point he's going to maybe see it, and then he's going to hear you bashing him like someone who has nothing going on in their life. Oh, my gosh. And it just goes on and on with all of that stuff. And she's like, people treat me differently because I'm a woman and because I look like this. I'm like, you would not be where you were if you weren't a woman that looked like that. Just facts. Um. But they're, yeah, people are going through trauma. And then if she does like the things where she's speaking to a group at a hotel or whatever people pay, people come up and talk to her and she counsels them in front of everyone. Like there is nothing done in private. Yeah. So whatever you're going to talk about, everyone else is going to (laughs) know. Get ready. (laughs) So I have a question for you. So, Karen, since I am only like halfway through the third episode, there's a part that disturbed me because I'm not sure if she asked for it. This is the girl who married Blake. Uh huh. Um, you know, it shows them kissing each other, which I'm like, why would they kiss in front of the video guy? I don't know. Uh, anyway, so they're kissing each other. And then the next shot is Blake comes in and says to her, I know you said you wanted to do something, and he hands her this sewing machine. (laughs) What is he doing? Is that like, get to work, little lady, or did she request a sewing machine because she was crafty? And like, that's like, uh, people get upset if your husband gives you, you know, a a cooking device or a blender for your anniversary. Like, here you go. Get into the kitchen. Uh, I know they're still together, but I don't, I don't know. I know, remember, she was like, she, she was the new kid in the inner circle. So she felt like I want to contribute. Maybe she knew how to sew and wanted to make, make some cloth to cover up that nasty bathtub (laughs) or something. I don't know. Okay. So now we're going to reveal some of the heavier stuff which is that Teal feels everyone is dealing with trauma that they have forgotten about. And she will say to people, uh, you know, actually, your father did some stuff to you when you were young. And Mm -hmm. it breaks these people. These people are shocked, but she, they believe that she can see things. They've already bought into everything They're already following her, and she reveals to them, you know, usually something about sexual abuse when they were younger and a family member, which is a genius fucking way to get people to stay with you and never go home again. It's not like... Because they try to figure out if it happened, and of course, logic says you've buried it so far down. Right, right. And so then they do these, you know, things to help you bring it up again. If you've ever lived more than 20 years on Earth, you know that your mind 
can bring up memories or things that aren't real or that scare you or that are from dreams or that you go, did that happen? Did it not? And if you're surrounded by people telling you this and getting in your face saying, let's get it out. Come on. What do you remember? And it's the same as being interrogated. We've seen it plenty of times on Dateline and everybody thinks, oh, I would never confess to a crime I didn't do. Well, yeah, you might. Yeah, yeah. And you're worn down and you're exhausted. There's mm-hmm. so, And you're living in that Costa Rica where <laughs> it's, you're doing all the work. She's not doing any chores. You're exhausted. You're sewing tub, day and night. <laughs> the tub needs to be caulked. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of people end up finding out, quote, that they had trauma that usually happened by their fathers, sometimes the mothers, a lot of sexual abuse that they didn't know of, and they don't want to return home. They don't want to be with their families anymore, and it's a perfect time for her to say, you know what, let's give you a new name. You don't need to be tied up to all that. Um, <laughs> let's give you a new name. Yep. <laughs> it's like the fraternity hazing scene in <laughs> Animal House. <laughs> so there was this one guy who joined since they were in Utah at a time, and she was sort of big in that area, and it's got a lot of new age stuff there too. There's this guy named Jared who he had been a Mormon missionary. He had married and divorced, and he was just like this hurting guy. Uh, He became suicidal, and he was like looking for answers everywhere he could. He came across Teal Swan and began to become a tealer, which is what they call, I know. No. Yeah. (laughs) A follower of Teal. In fact... Facebook used to have Teal Tribe that she helped lead that was a big Facebook group. But when there were different accusations that she was putting videos up about suicide being a reset button, Facebook shut it down. Um, But he had been in that. You have to admire that at least, right? I know, I guess, even though I think more (laughs) popped up. So he ended up becoming part of her communal family when it was in Park City, Utah. So Mm -hmm. I think they either have two places or they were in Park City at one point. And, I mean, right when Teal sort of saw him, she was married to another person, and she (laughs) became very attracted to Jared and was really into his body, and she would touch him. And she went to Jared. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. That's a good one. So they started doing it, and he felt uncomfortable because he's like, you're married. And she's like, I'm going to move my husband into the next room. So like Blake, her <laughs> boyfriendish guy, and then the husband's here, and then Jared moves in, and Jared... He's unstable, you know, he just really is. No kidding. (laughs) She also Um. renames him Fallon. So I think (laughs) she's been reading some books, I think, (laughs) about swashbucklers. But I was going to name you Phallic, and then I wanted to mesh it with Swan. So you're Fallon. (laughs) So... 
failing in her or flip-flopping around in the bedroom and doing all this stuff. And they're have he's like an intense guy. And they're talking about all this stuff. And of course, she goes to him like, you've had this abuse in your past and you've been sexually abused and you were part of a satanic ritual. And he's like, what? Really? Really? And he's the one that she would say, is it true? Is it true? Till he finally got that tattoo. Oh. Is it true on him? <sighs> but those five months were so difficult for him that even though mm-hmm. they were still, quote, together... He had to check in to a psychiatric unit because oh. he just didn't know reality, um, and he was well, he, making he trouble. Talked to the PI, so I feel good that he got his part of the shit storm story and at it's least so, told. Yeah, and it's so crazy because. He talks about how terrible it was and worst part of his life and this and that, but he won't talk bad about her. And I saw this in quite a few people, even the husband mm-hmm. of the woman who committed suicide. He's He still is like, I think Teal's great. I told her I would. Both of these guys, one romantically involved, one not, were like, I'm going to go work and make a bunch of money and come back and give it to you. So something was going on where she was convincing people, still is, yeah, into money. And you'll see Or are see they afraid it. of her? Is it a threat situation? I think, I think it's all of it. I think it's all yeah. crazy. Um, you know, it's definitely brainwashing for sure. Mm-hmm. So Mormon's stories, which I came across, which is very interesting, had an interview with her friend that she grew up with, Teal Swan. And this is exactly where things are starting to come out now that she's on Hulu. People are coming forward going, "Uh, I knew her, I knew her, Mm -hmm. etc. Her parents aren't, you know saying anything, I don't think. I can understand their position, but I'm not sure how much of a relationship they have. They haven't said that they believe anything that she says. Um, But there's this one lady, Diana Hansen Rivera. She's very sweet and sort of quiet, and she's a little shaky and cries at times. Because she said, I never wanted to come forward. I'm very uncomfortable with this stuff. But once I saw that Teal was getting more and more followers, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I have to say something. Yeah. So she knew Teal growing up. Their houses were right next to each other, even though, like, it was on a cul-de-sac and there were horses, so it wasn't a tight, you know. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It wasn't suburban or anything like that. There were horses. There were horses there, (laughs) and so Diana and she would hang out all the time at each other's houses, and she did say from a young age, Teal was very precocious and aggressive about sexual things. She mm. would get a movie or something that she found and show it to Diana, like at nine years old, that would, you know, destroy Diana. She's like, it was harsh. Mm. 
and mm-hmm. Teal would laugh about it. And mm-hmm. there were other times she was really obsessed with Diana's body and wanted Diana to take her clothes off. She wanted to take a bath with her. And, you know, when you're young kids and you don't know where the line is, and most of the time things are innocent, even Diana said, you know, it was sort of right on the edge where later it could be we were just messed up weird kids until you start leading a cult where you go, oh, (laughs) oh, I see what's happening here. And Teal was three years older than Diana, so she always Uh, sort of had the power. Those years are big at that point, too. Yeah, for sure. She always had the power, and Diana knew the vet also that they called Doc that supposedly molested her. And Diana Mm -hmm. was like, I'm with Teal all the time. Teal says and does weird things all the time. She shows me weird Mm -hmm. things. She never Mm -hmm. once said, I am being taken out of my house in the middle of the night or pulled out of school to go do satanic rituals. Mm-hmm. However, sort of that aggressive porn, you know, that behavior does indicate maybe there was something inappropriate by someone at some mm-hmm. point. Doesn't guarantee it, but that is a telltale sign that there might have something might have happened to her when she was younger. So they met up again and Teal wrote her an email afterwards, and she's like, it was fun seeing you again. I don't believe, you know, in coincidences. Um, Now that we're adults, there are some things that I never told you. And, of course, she's already Mm -hmm. leading the cult by now. So I'm going to have, at that time, her husband. I'm going to have my husband send you an email about my story, which is weird in itself. But yeah, I don't want some dumb husband communicating with me. No. I don't fucking know you. Exactly. Ugh. Fuck you, Mark. Um, so Mark writes her, and he was like, there's been a lot of confusion about Teal's past. And all because everyone's been getting little snippets only when it's necessary, and they don't really know the, the whole deal. So, you know... He began to say about the doc who was the vet, was a sociopath with dissociative identity disorder, which is interesting since none of them are educated in this and they don't believe in therapists. Um, And (laughs) he began to molest her. Let me just interject that Teal is clearly so lazy. She's like... I really don't want to bother sending an email with all the stuff. Can you do it for me, husband? Thanks. I'm going to be in here not cleaning. (laughs) And it would be great if she had, what is all her clairvoyant? Clara email where she could just think (laughs) and it would just do it. Um, But, you know, he said from a young age, she had all these psychic abilities, which, of course, the Diana's like, you're telling me. The person who was with her every day, her story, though I was there, you know, and all this. So, and then Mark's like, I don't know. She's just really not good at emailing and she needed to lay down. <laughs> so then he gets into this weird thing about how 
you know, Utah Mormons believe, the old ones believe in like blood sacrifice and how this doc, you know, conflated the two and got her into the satanic stuff and said, I'll kill you and your family if you ever tell anyone. Then he writes a list and he said that from ages six to 19, she was tortured. She was forced to participate in sacrifices. She was lots of other terrible things. Uh, She went through three abortions uh, that he performed the vet with veterinary um, equipment. Um, She was sold. She was kept in basement. She was kept in a hole in the doc's backyard. She had electroshock programming. Again, don't know where they got that from. Um, left overnight in caves, had to do necrophilia, bestiality. I mean, everything that would make a story unbelievable is what she went through. And Lord help her, if she did go through it, it would be, who could survive it? So Diana's again, like that, that's weird. I wasn't there. I didn't know about this stuff. And then he goes, Teal ended up going to a psychiatrist or a psychologist who specializes in ritualistic child abuse. And he writes, the woman managed to get her to talk to the police four years ago. Since then, any time they call during the compilation of this huge case, we have to go in and sit for hours. Well, there's no documentation that any of that has happened, but that Teal did go to a psychologist who either did hypnotism but definitely believed that Teal had blocked out all these memories. And that's why Mm -hmm. she acted normal around Diana, that she was not sleeping or going to school somehow, but then she would come out of the drug stupor or whatever and... She wouldn't remember anything, so she would act, quote, normal. Oh, my God. And that it was I mean, all there's... revealed through her psychologist. Right. Well, and I suppose that would be, like, if you wanted to befriend her again, maybe that's, like, it. you know, order number one in how you behave with her. You You tell her what she's going to hear out in public anyway. And bill it as the truth. Yeah. And send it through Mark. And send it through Mark. Cause, well, because then then if, if what's her vet, uh, Diana asks any questions, he can just be like, oh, I don't know. I'm just Mark. <laughs> yeah. Just refer to the sheet if you want to have discussions right. <laughs> with her. So don't ask me any questions. <laughs> I'm too tired. I'm so sorry. Diana, of course, thought, you know, all of this is just insane. And then in, up came another woman who knew her as a young woman, a woman named Tori. Mm-hmm. And she actually has a blog out. And she said, I used to be close friends. And she has pictures. It was about 2011. Um, we just hit it off really quick. Quickly, they were in uh, to all the metaphysical stuff, and we go to the metaphysical bookstores and look at crystals and whatnot. And one of the things that Teal told Tori is that she was an alien and that there was mm. a reason 
that Teal had come back to her. So Tori said that Teal would talk about how she wanted to do communal living and had a desire for money, fame, and a wealthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. She felt that she was born to change the world, which mm-hmm. is interesting because as Christians, that is ingrained in us. And if we leave Christianity, we realize our churches were filled with very average people. <laughs> So she wanted to, quote, help people, and um, she also said everything Teal did was very calculating, the way she talked, the way she interacted to sort of draw you in, and if her friend Tori didn't believe in something she said, Teal would get really mad, and Teal's like, I just want to hang out. I don't want to talk about all this, you know consciousness shit like I just want to watch Netflix (laughs) and she said what really got to her is when Teal began to overstep her boundaries because Teal attempted to make Tori believe that she grew up in the same satanic cult that Teal had been a part of and Tori was like I knew my childhood but now Teal knew better than I knew about myself And she was driving me absolutely mad because Tori was going through a very hard time. She had been assaulted. She was having all the feelings that you have. And Teal is there telling her, you know, you have some things from childhood. And I have to tell you, you were in the same satanic cult. You saw people killed. You were this and that. (laughs) Tori was so sort of traumatized by all of it. And Teal said, well... Here, why don't you go to my psychologist? She's really good. So she goes to the same psychologist, and the psychologist begins to automatically say, you're showing signs of ritualistic satanic abuse as a child. (laughs) Okay. And here we go into you've forgotten all these things, and... They, we can't prove them, and the police can't prove it, but it's true, and it's happening all around us. And if that sounds familiar, and people have heard it, it's because that's what the satanic panic of the 80s and 90s was based on, and the therapist that Teal actually went to was the therapist, Barbara Snow, that ends up being in a lot of the cases of the satanic panic where they convince children and lots of people that there is a whole underground thing going on with sex and and Satan and the whole, like, nation and Canada wigs out. <laughs> and, and Canada, I like that. And Canada. And if they're wigging out, and we're going to cover that, we're going to do a big multi-part episode on Satanic Panic. But I, I was like, I cannot believe that's where Teal Snow got all this. She's a child of what was going on in the satanic panic, mm-hmm. where there's a professional telling her and feeding her this shit that's yeah. absolutely untrue. So let's see. The person who told her that that had happened to her, is she making money from that scenario because then she'll have to come back for more sessions? I'm sure I mean, that's part of it. <laughs> it's like, 
How do you how do you figure satanic panic into making money? And and then I guess that's to me the answer. I think there I don't know if Barbara Snow, who is still in fucking practice, if she she definitely got notoriety, but I think a lot of people really believed in some of this stuff and we'll get into how psychologists um change the books after the satanic panic at what therapists were doing because it was so wrong. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is that if Teal was actually going to someone who made her believe that these things happened, which that isn't how memory works, supposedly, Mm -hmm. and we'll get detailed into that, then she she's sort of a victim of the satanic panic. And she's now taking Mm -hmm. that off out on tens of thousands of other people. Yeah. And that hmm. that's the whole danger of all of it. I was going to oh. also add this little tidbit that Teal, because of her beauty and because she seems so enlightened and knows things, etc., she has had lots of male suitors, lots of like princes of Dubai and, you know, all these people who want (laughs) to marry her, who want to do all this, Mm -hmm. including getting phone calls from Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey followed her videos and they talked for a while and he wanted her to, I think, move out with him to Hollywood is what an ex-boyfriend has said. And I believe it because Jim Carrey's mm-hmm. a little. He, yeah, a little, now they yeah. do talk about in, in when they're talking to the private investigator how there's like the inner circle, which is like a cult, and the outer circle, which is like self help group. So mm-hmm. I'm I can see Jim Carrey uh, being interested in that, and it's kind of the way I say like I don't want Eckhart Tolle's inner circle to be filled with cult behavior. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay, so I do have one question for you. In the show, there the assistant is talking about Teal and just how she has so much respect for her. And she's like, the assistant goes, Oh, she's just like this creature. And then they cut to this act that I don't know what was going on, but like she was slathering Teal's arms down with some kind of slimy stuff, like goose fat when you swim the English Channel. Do you know what that was about at all? I don't remember that specific okay. scene. Was she about well, to go out and talk or something? Well, I don't think so, but they, they never explained it. I'm like, what's this slathering thing? They do lots of rituals. They had like all the oils, you know. They're selling them essential oils. She also does tattooing where she does it herself with frog poison. I mean, they really get into. I saw her doing something where she said to one of the followers, you know, okay, do you want this medicine so it will help you? And then then she's burning something and like hammering it in in little dots onto this person's leg. Yeah. And it's on fire, but she, so I guess it's like um, branding her sort of too. Yeah. I don't know. It's really messed up how far people will go. And when that PI is looking into, is this a cult? And spoiler mm-hmm. alert, 
The PI thinks it is. (laughs) (laughs) They paid. Why did they let all of this happen? They paid a woman to tell them (laughs) they're bad. Because oh my gosh, they found out that there were all these rules for the inner circle. One was you can't have kids. You can't, you know, you can't go back and forth between here and your family. You're with me or yeah. you're not with me. You know, all these things. Well, um, having kids would challenge your thoughts and your values. And you all of a sudden start going, oh, am I going to raise this kid here? <laughs> right. And then you'd go. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, she and then eventually the kid would have to go to school unless they homeschooled it. <laughs> um Oh, then the kid would come home like, oh, my, my friends say we're in a cult. Is that true? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. I could go well, on and on. I can't on. wait to I watch the rest obsessed. of it. So, Yeah. Yeah. And if okay. anyone listening has any insight, if you watched any of it, if you became part of it, if you were tattooed by it, if you got the waterboarding, write to us. <laughs> It's up on our, you know, description thing. And P.S. If you have any funny stories, not necessarily about this serious kind of stuff, we would love to hear your funny stories about growing up in the organized religion environment. And, you know, this does tie in. The whole reason we were sort of doing this is the idea of how... Easily, people can be sucked into things if they're already in a vulnerable point of their life. And supposedly during COVID, cults are at an all-time high because everyone's home. And now you can find community online and do all that. And we're glad everyone's found us and we can joke around. But they're definitely, even in the ex-evangelical community, some cult-like behaviors that are just good to know and good to watch out for. So stay tuned for our satanic panic because this is so, it's all crazy. And guess what? It all ties in to your lover, Donald Trump and QAnon. So we'll we'll (laughs) show you how it all works in one accord. And we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye.